0: So tonight, what we're talking about is strengthening your belief. What does it take to see our belief system strengthened? You know, it says in the scripture, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Yehovah. That we, we've got to be found in the word. And, and you know, it's not just about being found in the word. It's, it's how is the word being applied through every aspect of our life? Are we inviting the Holy Spirit into every aspect of our life, or do you just, you know, push the Spirit aside for uh, certain moments within your day, or are we engaging in His presence? You know, one thing that I am constantly doing, it doesn't really matter what I'm doing, you know, if I'm involved in, it doesn't matter, in everything I'm doing, even if I'm driving down the road or, you know, I'm preparing for a meeting or, or just walking the dog, wherever I am, cleaning, Everyone likes to clean, don't we? (laughs) Even if I'm cleaning, I've just been cleaning the property next door today. That's a lot of fun. For hours and hours and hours, getting the place all cleaned up, you know. But through that time, are we listening? Are we taking time to inquire of So You know, because one of the key things of faith and action is knowing how we... um, we take the word of Yehovah and we apply it to our life. So even when you see your attitude, we talked yesterday about gratitude and our attitude, you know, being thankful. You know, what does thankfulness look like to us, you know? Are we truly thankful? Are we recognizing what the Father has done within our lives or are we just you know, off to the left or off to the right. But the Father wants us to be on track with a clear understanding of what His Word says. So, you know, I want to raise our expectations uh, today as we are counting of the Omar. We're counting down uh, to Saturday night uh, for for Shavuot, for Pentecost, uh, Saturday night and Sunday, hallelujah. And as we are pressing forward, I want us to get to that place where, we really are going to see that receive that double portion from the Spirit for what purpose? For action, you know. It's it's time for those to be added to the faith. It's time for our witness to be far more bolder than it's ever been. Why? Because of the revelation of what's happening within our lives and within the Spirit. We need the glory of Yahovah. You know what his his what is. The glory of Jehovah. What does it look like? It is His power manifesting within our lives. But you know, when we look at our belief systems, where are we in our belief systems? You know, John chapter 8, uh, verse 32, it says this And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. What a great place to start tonight. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So let me ask you a question. You know, how many years of counseling? Are you going to go through before we actually believe? How many years of discipleship are we going to go through where we get past, you know, the elementary things of walking in the Spirit? What's it going to take? You know, we live in a day where everyone's talking about your personal relationship. You know, it's just, you know, come to Yeshua. It's all about your personal relationship and delve in. And, you know, the reality is when you come to Yeshua, you are giving up so much of yourself. You are laying yourself down. You're saying, no, I'm coming into your presence, Father. I want to walk with you. I want to talk with you. I want to know you. I want to make you known to this generation. We want to experience the love of Yehovah but today many people are just delving in to see what they can get from God what's God got for me you know almost from a a selfish standpoint and yes you know as we are babes in Messiah yes we've got to be taking from the presence of Yahovah until we're growing to a place where we can actually partake of his word by ourselves. We need discipleship. And what's the key foundation of discipleship? Discipleship is not, you know, 12, uh, a 12-part study on how to join a local church. That's not discipleship. Discipleship is when we teach people to know the voice of the spirit and how to walk in the voice of the spirit so john chapter 8 and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free you know how free are we and you know you could you could be a believer for a long time and you're not getting to that place where you're seeing the victory of the truth being manifest in your life what what is the truth you know we have salvation but we also have deliverance we have freedom in the Spirit. You know, you know, the Father doesn't want to leave you the way that he found you. We are called to be bought, born of the Spirit. So we are born of the Spirit. So I'm just turning into that section of the Scripture, you know, because uh, it's so important that we get uh, to what is happening within this Scripture. You know, the Jews who had believed in him, uh, Yeshua says, If you hold to my teachings, you really are my disciples. If you hold to my teachings. So we know the scripture, you know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But when we go back and look at what's before it, we start to realize the importance of discipleship. And I want to ask you a question. You know, I know many of you who are regulars here each day, you know, the testimonies that are coming in of the growth is just such a blessing. It's really Uh, encouraging and exciting to see so many people waking up in Yahovah, receiving instructions, but more than anything, you know, getting to the place where they are stably minded in what's happening in the Spirit. It's not just, you know, where we're just allowing, you know, we're, we're, we're tossed to and flow with the winds of, you know, whatever. No, we want to be stable-minded in the presence of Yahovah. If you hold to my teachings, you really are my disciples. So I want to ask you the question tonight. Are we pressing in to the teachings of Yeshua? Are we recognizing what he has said to us? You know, I do a series on the Beatitudes. Uh, It's available on YouTube, and uh, I love that portion of Scripture. I want to encourage you, if you haven't watched that eight-part series, you know, uh, you know, if you're one of those binge uh, <laughs> Netflix watchers, you know, that's a good eight hours for you on your day off, you know uh, you can just go through that eight part series on Beatitudes you can get it on YouTube, it's uh It's amazing what the Father did through that series. But we want to know what Yeshua is teaching. Why? Because in Deuteronomy chapter 18, Moses says there's one coming like me and you must listen to him. And what's the purpose of the Messiah? What's the purpose of the one coming like Moses? The purpose is that he will interpret the Torah. He will give us clear understanding of what the Torah is is all about. And we've got to get to the place where our revelation is this. That the Torah is, is spirit-filled. It's filled with signs and wonders and miracles and transformation. And, you know, the very um, flow of your life every year is around the cycles of the feasts of God. It is not the feasts of the Jews. And there's many people teach, you know, it's the feast of the Jews, you're just a Gentile Christian, and, you know, you can come alongside the Jew and identify with them, but you don't have to do these feasts, you know, because of uh, Acts chapter 15. These are the four things that uh, those of the nations, the Gentiles, must do. And, you know, look... We've just missed the whole boat. They were the four things just to get you into the synagogue of the day so that you could hear Moshe the Torah read every Sabbath. That was the whole purpose of dealing with those four things. It's not, its not okay, these are only the four things you have to do. You know, you had the circumcision group going around saying, oh, you know, if you're not circumcised, if you're not converting, you know, you're not truly Uh, saved you know and that's not true it's not about the circumcision of the flesh it's about being born again of the spirit we receive the free gift of salvation by grace hallelujah we don't deserve salvation but let me tell you something when we walk out our life in Yeshua we are expected to be top ones we are expected to to Be little Christ. You know, that's where the word Christian came from. And some people get offended with the word Christian. You know, little messiahs, those who act like the Messiah acted, Yeshua of Nazareth. And we want to reflect him in every way. You know, we want to get rid of Catholicism get Catholicism out of our experience. We don't want to follow pagan practices. We want to get back to the foundation of what the Torah is all about. So in strengthening our belief systems, one of the key things we've got to do is we've got to realize that as the Father is taking us on a journey into the new that when you know it's it can be so exciting as new revelation is coming forth but let me tell you something every time the father starts bringing you into new revelation something in your life has to go you know if it's your belief system if you want to if you're going to learn something new you have to let go of something you once thought was truth Oh, brother, <laughs> you know, it's true. You know, just look at my walk, you know, in the land of Israel for one and a half years, walking and praying in the land and seeking the face of the Father, not doing ministry, not going out, not traveling, not doing any. Just, Father, what are you doing in the land of Israel? You know, where is our belief system? If you want to strengthen your belief system, we need to inquire of Yehovah, What's the Father called you to do in the place where you are right now? What are the key things that he is speaking to you? And through all of it, we want to get to the place where we understand that our foundation is this. The gospel, the good news, is not the gospel of just say the prayer. And I'm sorry if that's where your belief system is right now. But, you know, that's not the message that Yeshua taught. He preached the gospel of the kingdom. And all of the the disciples, the apostles, they preached the gospel of the kingdom. And before Yeshua was caught up, what was the very question, the last question that they asked after they spent 40 days with Messiah? You know, are you going to restore the kingdom? You know, when is the kingdom going to be restored? I'm not going to turn there because that's not the point of the message tonight. But yeah, it's something we'll be looking at as we come into Shavuot uh, next week. But, you know, what I want us to get to the place is what is Yeshua teaching you? So you have the doctrines of man. You have doctrines of denomination. And look, there's all good stuff out there, you know. But, you know, the question is, are we being taught what Yeshua taught. And here here's the bottom line. The bottom line, if you're in an environment that's teaching paganism, if you're in an environment that says it's okay uh, to, you know, to, to to do Ishtar, to do Easter, you know, and, and proclaim it's the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, of the Messiah, if you think that's okay, if that's your revelation, I've got news for you. The Father wants you to wake up to what Passover is all about. You can't do Passover and Easter. You can't have another God before me. You know, you can't do it. Uh, you can't do Sukkot and Christmas, you know, or Hanukkah and Christmas. You can't do, you know, you've got to follow the feasts of the Lord. What's it going to take for you to let go of these unholy things? Now, some of you are thinking, well, you know, that's not how I see it. It's not unholy to me, man. This this is a very important day. These are important days. Well, let me tell you something. The feasts of of Yahovah are important, and the word says, "Have no other god before me." So if you're if you're out there fighting against Christians and yoga. Uh, you know, which is true, why are you doing yoga? If you're a believer in Messiah, why are you doing yoga? Every single position is a sign of worship to a foreign god. Oh, but brother, I'm listening to praise and worship doing my yoga. That's okay, I'm, I'm listening to praise and worship, and that's not what it means to me. No, well, you go back and look what every position in yoga means, and then ask yourself the question, what does it mean to Yehovah? What does it mean to God? And that's what we've got to get to. So if we've got to learn something new, you've got to be able to let go of something that you once thought was truth. So as I'm walking the land of Israel, as the Father is opening up revelation, where my cry to the Father in Israel is this, Father, what are you doing in the land and how do I become a part of it? I want to be part of bringing your kingdom to this generation. Right here in the land of Israel. I want to be effective for your kingdom. I don't want to bring my thing. And let, let me tell you something. If you will get to that place and pray, and if you're in ministry and you're watching tonight, I want to encourage you. Are you, are, are you laying down your ministry if that's what it takes to live for the kingdom? Are you shaping your ministry so that it's in line with the kingdom? And we've got to identify the steps that we are taking within our ministry and the things that we are teaching. Are they lining up with the Scripture? Do we see anything within what we teach and what we do that is preaching foreign gods or pagan practices? Are we involved in traditions, which we've been told are good traditions? Like, why why do fellowships do egg hunting, (laughs) you know? Painting the egg, you know, with the uh, with the beetroot juice, you know. Why are we doing stuff like this? You know, I could not believe it when I moved to America in two thousand and four. Uh, Haley and I and Hannah, we were shocked. I'd never seen anything like it. I could not believe it that we were part of this faith-based fellowship um, that uh, we were connected to when we came to to North Carolina, and you know. They, they were all out on the Easter egg hunt. I'm like, what is going on? Why are people caught up in these things when in reality, if we just go in and research, what's the foundation? And this is what we do when we're learning. You want to go back to first mentions. When was this first talked about? How do I find the truth within the word? So what's the scripture we're talking about? And you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. And that's found in John chapter 8 verse 32. But verse 31, if you hold to my teachings, you really are my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Do you think Yeshua is, you know, if he was, you know, do you think he's going to do Christmas? Do you think he's going to do Ishtar? Do you think he's going to get involved in these different practices? You know, you've even got some fellowships doing trunk or treat for Halloween. What's with that? You know, let's try and clean it up a little. No, let's just get involved with what the Word teaches so we can press into what the Word has to say and we can live in the blessings of what the Word says, you know. That's where we've got to get to, you know. So anyway, don't forget this word. Write this down. It's not. It's not. I will know the truth, and the truth will set me set you free. There's the word. Then you will know the truth, and you will know the truth. No, the word. Then you will know the truth. If you hold to my teachings, you really are my disciples. I believe as we're getting prepared for Shavuot. You know, I just, you know, I don't, let the Holy Spirit convict us of areas in our life that we need to get right concerning doctrine and teaching. You know, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And look, let's find a way on how we minister the truth in the right heart so that we see people come through. You know, I meet many people who are coming into a Hebraic walk, and, you know, they're weeping and they're, you know, sharing with me about what's going on or like, man, you know, what is it? Why can't people get the message? Why are they not getting the message? All they get is this, speak to the hand, you know, I can't hear you. So the question is, how are we communicating the message? How are we sharing the message? You know, as I take people in the Hebraic uh, walk with me as I go into churches and in different places and and share the gospel of the kingdom from a Hebraic perspective. You know, getting back to the roots of the faith. And when they see the pastors and 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 the congregation and the people waking up, going, "Yes, this is truth." Why? Because look, it does. This doesn't have to be difficult. But what we do need is we need we need people to have eyes to see and ears to hear. So if you're trying to minister your faith and everyone's like, speak to the hand and you're not breaking through, then go back to the Father and say, Father, you know, what are the keys and how I deliver your truth to, to this individual, to this group of people? How do I bring forth your truth? And, you know, how I do it is very different. You know, I, a lot of people just want to tell people about the feasts and, going through the feasts, what the feasts mean, and this is how you've you've got to come back to the feast. I don't even do that at all. Look, the feasts are there. They're important. But guess what? It's not by just explaining the feasts. I know people who do whole big Seder events, you know, like traditional um, Mercianic Judaism type seder, seder events. That's not how I do Passover, by the way. Thanks for asking. I'm glad you asked. No, I'm not going to do it like that. Why? Because I don't want any form of rabbinical Judaism within my life. And if you are a Mercianic believer, don't allow the trimmings of Judaism to be attached to you. You know, because you're not called to identify with Judaism. And when I minister to the the religious Jews within the land... They don't get offended when I'm getting their face, when I explain to them, you have no covenant with Yehovah. They don't spit in my face. They're like, what are you talking about? And then I get to share what? The gospel. And if we will just be bearers of the gospel and take the gospel... Of the kingdom to those that you're trying to communicate with you'll see an incredible transformation why there's only one gospel from Genesis to Revelation so all we've got to do is know how to communicate the gospel of the kingdom and if someone is genuinely a believer in Messiah if you will take the gospel of the kingdom to them they'll get it they'll get it they're not going to deny the gospel they're not going to deny the gospel you know Look, the law cannot be done away with, and the prophets, because it says the law and the prophets in Matthew chapter 5, they can't be done away with. Why? Because there's still prophecies to be fulfilled. And, you know, there is. we still have evangelism, so Jeremiah chapter 31, just uh, spin on over there, you know. I'll just give you a couple of scriptures to encourage you. You know, Jeremiah chapter 31, we see the covenant, and it's the renewing of the covenant. It doesn't just say with the house of Israel. Now, this is interesting because there's only one gospel. It says that I'm going to make a new covenant with the house of Israel, right, and the house of Judah. Okay? Where where does it say? Where am I at here? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, right. Verse 31. I was reading 33 thinking, what's happening? Someone's been changing my scripture. Maybe I've got one of those modern Dutch Bibles that uh, hasn't got Israel written in it or something, you know? It says, The time is coming, declares Yehovah, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Now, very interesting that it says this. So, you know, who are God's chosen people? God's chosen people are are those who are betrothed to the Messiah. Okay? It's those who are betrothed to the Messiah. Those who are born again of the Spirit. Why? You know, you cannot be Jewish and, you know, say that you are God's chosen people. Yes, you might be natural Jewish, but if you deny the Messiah, you are what? You are cut off. You know, now prophecy is being fulfilled, so that doesn't mean that you have the right to speak down uh, and to speak against Jewish people. No, we have to have compassion and minister the love of Yeshua to them. But it says to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. And, you know, what is it talking about as we break this down? You know, it it talks about... um, Though I was a husband to them. It's talking about marriage, and that's what it's talking about. You know, let the bride say, come. Let the bride of the Lamb say, come. Yeshua Hamashiach, come. It's the marriage. And if you if you don't accept the marriage that took place at Mount Sinai, Shavuot, this is what's happening, Shavuot, you know, you go and you consecrate yourself for three days. You know, you put on your white garments and you come to the foot of the mountain because Yehovah is going to come. He will give the Ten Commandments. And what's going to happen when he gives those commandments? What's going to take place? It's the ketubah. It's the conditions. It's the contract of the marriage. And then you will come under the blood, the marriage covenant. You know, because that's the only plan of salvation, that God had from the fall of man you know Yahovah couldn't give us back the old position of Adam and Eve God's restoration is greater than our restoration he doesn't restore back to what it was he restores it beyond. He, you know, he will restore to a greater measure. So when the devil steals from you, what does the father say? I'm not just going to give you back. I'm going to give you back seven times. I'm going to give you back what the enemy has stolen from you. I'm going to give you back a return because you will be blessed. You will not be violated. You will not be stolen from, says Jehovah. The father has set up principles against the plans of the enemy okay devil, you want to attack that that uh, the child of mine that's okay there's there's a level I'll let you go to but let me un- let me understand or let me help you understand devil what the cost will be to robbing off one of my children the cost will be that your kingdom will be plundered. you will have to give back you'll have to give back. So when you catch Satan, when you catch him robbing from you, taking from you, you claim back the promises of Yehovah. Hallelujah. In Mount Sinai, it is all about the marriage. Hallelujah. That's Shavuot. It's all about the marriage. Thank you, Father. You know. You come out of Egypt, you get the deliverance, you come through the Red Sea, um, you come out on on dry ground, you come out the other side, and then the next uh, location you've got to get to through the wilderness where you're meant to get Egypt out of you, and then you're in preparation for marriage. And what's taking place in the whole process? Why is the manna coming? It's dealing with the belief systems. Do you believe? Are you going to walk in a worldly way in your faith? Or are you going to get worldliness out of your life so that you will genuinely believe what the Father has called you to be? I don't want an adulterated relationship with Yeshua. I I want a pure relationship with Him. I want to walk in His ways. Do you love me? Obey my commandments. Do you love me? That's the love language. That's why it's all about love. The greater of these is love. Why? Why is it all about love? What's going on with the, you know, what? what's this with this love? It's because it's the marriage covenant. And that's the restoration from fallen man. You know, Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden. Abraham, I'm going to give you a land and I'm going to bless you. And all the nations of the earth will be blessed through you. Not just through Jewish people who are heathens, who live like hell, Oh, you know, we eat the fruit of Israel all over the world. Well, let me tell you something. The majority of the kibbutz don't even keep the Torah. They don't even believe in Yehovah. They don't even walk in his ways and they certainly don't keep Sabbath. Oh, but we just look at the blessings and here's the biblical blessings and the biblical promise. No, it's not. You have to be born of the Spirit. You have to be born again. We have to share the gospel of the kingdom. So Adam's given, uh, not Adam, Abraham is given a land. You know, this is restoration. This is how the Father is restoring us. And he says that I'm going to bring your people out of slavery. Why? He will take he will take the people Abraham's seed. Abraham's descendants, not seed, that's Yeshua. He's the seed. Abraham's descendants. He will take them all the way to the lowest point under the strongest influence of the of Satan on earth. And then in the place of helplessness, in the in the place of uh, no ability to get through. So listen, you be encouraged. You know, you think you've gone low. You think you can't take it anymore. You think you've gone, you know, to that place. You just look at where Israel was taken. And they were crying out to Yehovah. And Yehovah comes to, uh, Yeshua comes to Moses in the burning bush. It's Yeshua. Take off your shoes. The place where you're standing is holy ground. And he said that the prayers of my people are coming up before me and I want you to go and and bring them out and say to Pharaoh, let my people go. And this is part of the gospel that we are called to do. We are called to proclaim, let my people go. If you're praying for your husband, praying for your wife, praying for your family member, I know some people are asking for prayer for their family, that they will wake up to the truth. Let me tell you something, it's not always about focusing on on what the feasts are, that's not necessarily the revelation that's going to bring them through. When I minister to pastors uh, on this stuff, it's not that that's not the basis that I go to. I go to the foundation of, is it the same gospel from Genesis to Revelation? Is it one story? You know, what's the sad part about uh, Shavuot, Pentecost? Everyone's running around saying it's the day the church was born. The day the church was born no Yeshua didn't come to bring a new religion and that's that's where we've got to get this balance we've got to understand Yeshua did not come to birth the church because the word is Ecclesia it's not the word church that doesn't translate this is Catholic influence it's the assembly hallelujah you go back to first mentions why because we're learning truth We're applying truth. If you want to learn something new, you have to let go of something that you thought was truth. And it's not easy all the time, you know. That's why I walked the land for one and a half years as the Father opened up His truth to me and gave me clear understanding because, you know, know, I was warring in the Spirit over these things. You know, I wasn't just going, Oh, yeah, you know, that's great, that's excellent. No, I was going back to the Scripture and I'm saying... Can I get from Genesis to Revelation with this truth? Where does the thread break? And if the thread breaks, I've got to go back and find out what I'm missing. What does the Word have to say? So there's an incredible foundation. And, and, you know, one of the the greatest revelations in all of this is, you know, one of the things I struggled with in my childhood, in my faith, was, uh, you know, I would say to teachers you know my my dad was a Bible teacher, and I would ask him I'd ask others um you know i I would ask professors like why did Yeshua wait so long in coming? you know if you've got the fall of of uh of of man, why did he wait so long? you know if I was Yeshua I would have found a plan a lot quicker, you know than four thousand years, you know why so long? So when you go back to the scripture and you start to look at the true gospel of the kingdom that was preached to Abraham and all the promises, then you start to find where Yeshua is throughout the Torah. Goodness me, you, you find him everywhere. Why? Because he is the word that became flesh and dwelt among amongst us. All the feasts are about the Messiah. All the feasts reveal who he is? So at Pentecost at Shavuot, it's not the birthing of the church. That's not what's taking place. It's the renewing of the covenant. It's the outpouring of His Spirit. It was what it's what was meant to have been given at Mount Sinai. And after the first couple of commandments, the people said, "Oh no, we can't take it anymore. Stop. We can't take it. Moses, you be our mediator. And here's Yeshua. He is now our mediator between the Father." Hallelujah! Praise the name of Yeshua. So anyway, what <laughs> I wasn't even going to talk about that when I got to Jeremiah 31, but you know, get me into the gospel, and we're going to have some fun on this because I love going through the gospel. I've got a message on YouTube for one and a half hours. Do we really know the gospel? And you know, I try and put a bit of a plumb line down there. You know, anyway, we'll we'll talk about that many times, but. Another point that the Christian church says, you know, the law is done away with. The the law and the prophets are done away with. And and Yeshua says, you know, don't think that I've come to do away with the law of the prophets. I haven't come to do away with them. You know? And uh, in Jeremiah chapter 31, in verse 34, the whole reason we have evangelism is because this verse hasn't been fulfilled. No longer will a man teach his neighbor... Or a man his brother saying no Yehovah because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest declares Yehovah. For I will forgive their wickedness and I will remember their sin no more. Hallelujah. They will all know me. He's talking about evangelism. He's talking about getting to the place of the forgiveness of sin. You know he will forgive their wickedness. He will remember their sin no more. It is time to be born again of the Spirit. So Shavuot, for me is to intercede and prepare for the true gospel of the kingdom and how we are going to win the lost you know because you know who who are the first fruits you know the, the those who received the outpouring of the spirit at Shavuot are the first fruits yeah they were uh, ones who became carriers they were infilled. Uh, at Mount Sinai, you know, it wasn't just uh, Israelites. It was also the foreigners that dwelt amongst them, and they too were being married. They were being grafted in right there at Mount Sinai. And they too were a part of this outpouring that took place they were hearing the commands they were hearing the conditions of marriage within their own language and when the outpouring of the spirit came on them and the on shavuot the day of pentecost people were hearing what the gospel being preached to them in their own languages you know and i believe they were just praying in the spirit Sharima hallelujah they're praying in the spirit but people were hearing that, that what they were hearing was their language it wasn't that everyone was all speaking different languages. No, it was supernatural. The people were picking up what the 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 word of Yahovah was. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Then you will know the truth. If you hold to my teachings, what are my teachings? What's Yeshua's teachings? Exactly the same as the Father. He said, I and the Father are one. Hallelujah. John chapter Fourteen. If we just turn there, you know, we want to strengthen our belief systems. Do we believe? Are we a disciple of Yeshua? John chapter 14, um, you know, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in Elohim. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas says, Lord, we don't know where where you're going or how, um, or how can we know the way? We don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Yeshua answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, you know, look, a lot of people don't believe this here in Israel they don't believe it and we get many visitors come to the land and they don't believe this they don't believe it because I watch how they interact with religious Jews I watch what uh, they say to religious Jews you know I am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me well let me tell you something this is great news this is amazing Because this is what the Jewish people need to hear. You know, this is not uh, about any way. This is not about having a whole bunch of gods. This is not Hinduism or Buddhism. This is not Catholicism. You know, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. How many times have I witnessed to the Jews? The whole reason why Yeshua has to be the Messiah is he takes you directly to the Father. You know, that's what he does. He's not bringing you to other gods. He says there is only one way. There's only one message. We see that. We're just in Jeremiah 31. Well, if you go over to Jeremiah chapter 32. Um, doo-doo-doo, okay, yeah. Uh, verse 39. Verse um, 39. I will give you I will give them singleness of heart and action so that they will always fear me for their own good and for the good of their children after them <clears throat> for the good of their children after them right what it says in the literal translation if anyone's got the scripture version or a better translation the literal translation of this says and I shall give them one heart in one way, that's what it says. I'll give them one heart in one, one way. We have got to minister to the Jewish people to be born again of the Spirit. And praise Jehovah for those who teach the Jews the importance of finding the Messiah. There's no other way. There is no other way to Yeshua except by going through the Messiah. And look. You know, I don't, I don't want to prolong our time tonight. I just, you know, I want to get this point out. And, you know, I, I want you to go and ask the question to yourself. You know, weigh up your life. Are you being discipled? Are you learning from Yeshua? You know, are you uh, understanding the teachings that Yeshua taught? Then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. What does it mean that the truth will set you free? No longer will you be under the lies of the enemy. There's something so liberating about knowing the truth. You know, look at all this conspiracy stuff we have in the world. All this conspiracy. They've got the videos. They've got the, you know, they're trying to convince you of all this stuff. And they go through all this, you know, UFOs and all that type of stuff. But that's not what we have here in the scripture. What we have is we have a God who reveals his truth to us. And the truth sets us free. We don't have to get caught up in all conspiracy stuff. Why? Because the truth is plainly seen. And I want to live my life walking in the plain, simple truth of the gospel and the word of Yehovah. So challenge your belief systems. What do you believe? You know, are you sitting on the fence? You know, are you caught in between pagan practices? And let me tell you something. If you're listening right now and you're involved in yoga, you need to stop it in Yeshua's name. You need to get out of those practices of evil. You don't need to center yourself and empty your mind and go through all these positions for the good of your health. It's not good for your health. You might be thinking you're getting benefit from it, body, spirit, and soul, but it's the wrong spirit. We need to come back to Yeshua and repent of these things. Hallelujah. You can't have Christian yoga. Just go back and look at the roots. The knowing of the truth will set you free. So my encouragement today is just take time today and press in and say, Father, am I walking in freedom? Freedom. Because your truth will lead me in the path of freedom. I want you to increase your expectation for a mighty outpouring of the Spirit. You know, do you believe that God is going to pour out his Spirit in a double portion way on Shavuot? Do we believe that we are going to see an incredible manifestation of his glory, this Shavuot? I'm telling you, look, I'm pressing in. You know, I'm not going to let him go until we see his kingdom come and his will done. So I just want to encourage you. Align yourself in the presence of Yehovah and see his victory. This is the day that he has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. If you hold to my teachings, then you really are my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Father, I thank you for this time today. I thank you for your word. Father, we love your word and we love you. And Father, we want to walk in truth. And we ask you, Father, to keep us on this journey of revealing your truth so that we can walk in your freedom. We commit our ways to you and we ask you to make our road straight. And Father, I pray for every person who is anxious and struggling because of, of um, husbands or wives or family members that are aggressive against you walking in Torah walking in the face of Yehovah Father pour out your spirit and help us to communicate the gospel of your kingdom because that's what's going to set us free and like I said whenever I travel when I take people with me when I travel they cannot believe how receptive people are And the reason they're so receptive is because I preach the gospel. And that's all we've got to know. Let's preach the gospel. We've got to preach the gospel of Yeshua. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with the message today. I haven't really been following what's going on here on the feeds. I just wanted to get this word out. Um, B, good to see you. New day, welcome. Shalom, shalom, North Carolina. Good to see you. Um, we've got Jerry. Welcome, Jerry. Oh, we said hi to Jerry, didn't we, Jerry? (laughs) We've got Caroline. Welcome, Caroline. Good to see you. Thanks for joining. We've got Brandon. Brandon, good to see you. Hallelujah. We've got Shelley in uh, Australia. Excellent, Shelley. Uh, Kenny, pray for my husband and my niece um, to see his truth about the feasts and to break the paganism in our family. Amen. Amen, Shelly. Just keep pressing in there. You know, listen, what I'm sharing tonight is really key. It's it's important for you on how we minister the gospel. If we can bring people in from the gospel basis, then the the feasts all come back into place automatically. So I'm keeping you in prayer each day uh, for your husband and for your nieces to wake up. Amen. All right. We've got Christy Bush. Hey, how's it going? Good to see you. Thanks for joining with us today. Blessings to you. Keeping you and your family in prayer, Christy. I was praying for you early today, actually. Good to see you. Caroline says, pray for my husband too. Amen. Thank you, Father. Father, we pray for Caroline's husband. We ask, Father, that... uh, You will give him the revelation of the gospel of the kingdom, that he will wake up to the truth. Father, we want to see families in unity. We ask for your unity to be seen within our lives. Welcome, Cece. Good to see you. Please name that video you mentioned again. Let me just go get the link for it. How about we do that? Uh... Okay, we are getting their link. Do we really know the gospel? Amen. We have the link. Uh, let's copy. Uh, copy link address. Okay, let's paste that into here. All right, there's the link for you. There on build those of faith. Do we really know the gospel? And uh, I believe that that will encourage you. It's a great message. Uh, for the foundation of a lot of these key things i'm actually going to do a new updated version of this one um yeah looking forward to doing that and uh we're just gonna maybe we have to do a whole series and breakdown on this uh um, because it's something i'm speaking on all the time through most of the things that i'm teaching on but uh Look, it is key to evangelism and evangelism training. We've got to know the gospel of the kingdom. That's what's important. You're welcome, Cece. Glad that'll help you and hope you enjoy that. And uh, also, I, I encourage you to get the Beatitudes. Um, you can listen on YouTube or, or on uh, Bulldozer Faith. Just uh, just put in your search, uh, the Beatitudes, Bulldozer Faith. It should come up or Kenny Russell, Bulldozer Faith, it should come up, and you can go and enjoy that series. Um, you know, because what Yeshua teaches, you know, th- this is what's so incredible about this. You know, we've got the Christian church that is so offended. You know, we just we just had the passing in the UK of a great teacher, amazing teacher who had a passion and a love for Israel, David Parson. I don't know if any of you have ever listened to any of his teaching. Um, you know, he was someone that was a real mentor to me back in the uh, early '80s and uh, '90s. I used to love listening to his stuff, and you know, just God's timepiece and just going through the importance of Israel through his teaching. But you know, he's got some teachings out there that when he gets on to uh, dealing with the Torah and grace, man, I tell you, I'm so aggressive against. Uh, walking in the Torah as if it was evil you know and uh, some of these uh, Bible teachers back in the day that don't have a, a revelation of coming back to the roots of the faith they would get so angry and aggressive you know Derek Prince as well you know if you go back and look at some of his teachings you'll see him getting really angry you know about the law and walking in the in the Torah Wow. But anyway, that was just their understanding. But there was so many great things that uh, we learned through these teachers. Amazing. Um, Yeah. Question. Circumcision still required today, but not like they were teaching in Judaism. Correct? Okay. Where's my view on that today? I'd say my view changed quite a bit on that from going back uh, to coming into the roots of the faith Really, the bottom line is this. It's not about the circumcision of the flesh. The circumcision of the flesh was a promise concerning the land. But really, it's about circumcision of the heart. And that's what we're moving into. So do I think that people who are coming into faith have to get circumcised? Um, I would say that my viewpoint has changed because the circumcision that they want to do um, today, you know, if you go, you, sp- you know, I, I went to the, the doctors and stuff and I talked about getting circumcised and stuff. And I said, look, if I get circumcised, I'm not getting circumcised in line with Judaism and how they do the circumcision because they cut way too much off. It's not, that's not how it's meant to be done and, or how it was done in biblical times. So, but really, what I really feel the Father has shown me that you know, it's really about the circumcision of the heart. That's what it's about. And that's what we we read and we see. You know, it's not a salvation issue, but also I believe that if your life is devoted to him, if you're a living sacrifice to him, if you're walking in his ways and in his promise, um, what's important is the circumcision of the heart. All right. I know that might cause a little bit of controversy with some, but you know, That's what I I believe that the scripture teaches. Hallelujah. Welcome, Richard, from Oregon. Good to have you join us. We're just coming to the end, but uh, shout out to you. Hope you're doing well today. (coughs) Christy says, praying for the Ruach to fall and the power uh, as we press in and abide. Yes, amen, hallelujah. Look, I tell you, we've got to get our worship on and really get in the presence at this time. And Christie, praying that the Father will give you some songs at this season, that he'll give you some key songs of rejoicing, of testimony of his kingdom as we're coming into Shavuot. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. All right, well, listen, if you've got prayer requests and you want to send messages in, uh, I'm going to give you my email. It's Kenny at BuildersOfFaith.com. Um, so just uh, send prayer requests. Remember that we are available. We're available for counsel. We're here uh, to pray with you. If you need individual prayer, you need support. We are here to do that. You know, because that's part of of what we do in ministry. We want to minister to the body of Messiah. And in this season, in this time, we're not traveling, and it's so nice to be off of an airplane. You know. Uh, we do so much travel. It's so nice to, to to be in the studio here at home and to minister locally. But we also want to know we're here for you, um, that we can walk together as the body of Messiah. If you're going through things and you need encouragement, then uh, we'll set time aside to call you up. If you've got uh, areas in your life you want to talk about, pray about, and help to get through, and you need to call the elders of the assembly then call up and let's let's minister and let's pray and uh, let's see the Holy Spirit do a mighty work. But also just for encouragement, I want you to know that we are here, you know. Shalom, Sandy, good to see you. Hope you sent me that email. You said I didn't get the email. Send it to that email address I sent you. Maybe that'll work. Um, if you have sent me an email and you haven't heard from me, a couple of people are sending emails and. They're not coming through. I don't know why that is happening because I'm getting plenty of emails every day. Um, But sometimes uh, people, it doesn't go through unless it's to like Gmail or whatever. But um, if you can't get through to Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com, you can email me at bulldozerfaith at gmail.com, okay? That's an alternative. But I'm getting most emails at bulldozerfaith.com. Okay, well, look, I'm going to leave it there. Um, If you want to give to the ministry, you can do that. You can go to Bulldozer Faith, um, and you can give and support the work that we do. Um, We're pressing in with, um, in the shadow of his wings. Our focus is to provide support uh, to domestic abuse and violence, and that's what we're getting ready to do. And, um, you know, as I'm leading following the leading of the Spirit and what he's telling us to do, I really believe that we're not just setting up something that's just here for a short season. I believe the Father is directing us down this road, and we need to do things right. And it's going to be an incredible tool for evangelism and outreach and discipleship and training. And I want to do it right, and that's what we're doing. We're doing a lot of work Uh, Each day as we're pressing forward to get this done right because I want it to be a lasting uh, uh, system that we're bringing in. But also the reality is, you know, we need organizations to get behind us to fund and help support this. We appreciate individual giving as well, but we need uh, the resources to get to the level where we can fully undertake this project. And that's what I'm pressing into and praying over and asking the Father for divine appointments and holy assignments that we see the funds secure you know I want to be able to have the resources for the team that we need we need to have the resources for the people that we bring in for the provisions that we need to supply we have to be able to help with legal costs and um, you know helping them not just as they're coming into our center for a place of safety but how do we help them forward in Messiah and you know How do we just minister to them and show the love of Yeshua in tough times and tough places? So keep uh, our ministry in prayer as we are doing this. We've got a new website coming out soon. So pray with us as we get those things in place. It is so exciting what the Father is doing. And we are blessed and encouraged at what he is doing and looking forward to what is uh, coming up. So thanks for standing with us. Thanks for the support that you bring to the ministry. But also know that we are here. And I look forward to connecting with you. Can't wait to see you all tomorrow. So have a blessed day. Shalom, shalom. Love and Messiah. Hallelujah. Amen.